Marvel DC, Marvel DC, Marvel DC, 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 Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. No, read image. We create our own realities in the world. Disgusted. Hello. Hey everybody. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. Welcome to the Geek Chat. The Geek Chat. Hey everybody. Hello, hello. So welcome to the Geek Chat. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. Sorry, I had a little bit of issue with the beginning of the music, but <laughs> but we got it going. So thank you so much for tuning in uh, for the latest installment of the Geek Chat the Geek here Chats. on MixLR. Remember, you can always check us out every Monday here on MixLR at 6 p.m. for one full hour of geeky goodness from your host, Desmond, that's me, and my ever-faithful companion, Rich, rough, rough. Yes, yes, my my. <laughs> Hello, everyone. My little pony, Rich. So <laughs> no, 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 no. So uh, nothing against bronies. Nothing against bronies. But um, first and foremost, want to give our thank yous to our sponsors for the people who helped make this happen. I want to thank Club Card um, for doing all of the media that you see. Um, any po posted media and our flyers and whatnot. Uh, we get them printed at Club Card. And they're located at 553 Pacific Avenue here in San Francisco. And you can see you can find them online at clubcardprinting.com. Wanna also give a shout out to Gene Gilmet of RLTpress.com. Hey Gene. He is the one that uh, does all of the uh, images that you see. He drew um, the pretty pictures. He drew the pretty picture. The he, pretty he, pictures. he drew them. So, <laughs> And uh, all those pictures of Rich trying to kill me. You can thank Jean for that. Thank uh, you, Jean. And I want to thank Terry Miller. Uh, she is the our mistress of the mix boards. Thank she, you, Terry. She's the one that does all of the beautiful sounds that you hear, the opening, uh, the what talk about Facebook, as well as the outro. So thank you so much, Terry, for doing that. And last but certainly not least, we want to thank our, our biggest sponsor, Whatever Comics, located at 548 Castro Street in not-so-sunny San Francisco, located between 18th and 19th. Yes, thank you so much, and you can definitely check them out online at whateverstoreonline.com. Or check us out on Facebook under Whatever Store. Give us a like. Please go and check out. You now, know, where because, can they check us out? Uh, they can check us out um, again every Monday on uh, MixLR from six to seven. Um, that's where we're streaming live. You can come in. You can talk to us um, on the chat in the chat room. You know, for a live chat. You can also um, check us out on Tuesdays after two o'clock. Uh, you'll be able to stream this episode on SoundCloud. You can also download it on iTunes and Stitcher. Remember, that is Tuesday after 2 p.m. Um, another thing, uh, we're still working on the YouTube channel, but we are definitely trying our hardest to get that up there as well, because I know people like to be able to get their stuff on multiple platforms, and we are really, 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 really trying to do that for you. And okay? go to Facebook and like us in the Facebook group, you have to remember it's a group, The Geek Chat, where you can post and chat with us and tell us what books you like and what movies you like and what movies you don't like and general geeky stuff. 
Go right ahead and post there. Yes, yes. Please come into our Facebook group and let us know what you're liking because we want to hear it and we want to talk about it. And it makes good segments for what you talk about Facebook. Yes, which, due to the fact we're going to be reviewing a movie that we just went and saw, the uh, What You Talk About Facebook will be a special bonus. Yes. Look for that soon. Yes, it'll be the point five. So it will be, um, you'll be able to download that tomorrow as well. And that is, that is a, um, a streaming exclusive from the Geek Chat. So, uh, without further ado, Rich, mm. let's talk about the movie that we saw. So, first and foremost, what did you think about it? Oh my god, it was so good. I loved it. Really? It, had, it was so exciting. Like, from beginning to end, I laughed, and it was just, I felt the family dynamic between, like, the father and the daughter, and, like, the first time he shrunk down in the tub, I but, was like, wait, 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 oh wait, my wait, god, wait. it was awesome. Wait, 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 wait. Shrunk down in the tub. Yeah. No, we went and saw Fantastic Four. We did? You, you forgot it already? We went and saw that today? Yes. Although, certainly, we should have saw Ant-Man again, uh, but... Oh, but, yeah, Fantastic Four. But, no, we went and saw... Uh, that feeling back. You know, we should, you know what I you say? I was happy. I was happy. We should say that it, we saw Fox's Fantastic yeah, Four. Yeah, we saw the Fox-tastic Four, people. <laughs> because that's really what it was. So, um... um. I'll let you start, Rich, because you're the one wearing a Fantastic Four T-shirt. I and, did. And I, know, I wore it because I, no, no, I know halfway through the movie you kind of like put your shirt over it because you didn't. Ah. Uh, <laughs> um, we're gonna try to stay as positive as we can. So I really like the sound Reed made when he stretched. So you like the foley. And I like. But that, but you, but you didn't like the soundtrack, right? Oh, the music was horrible. Okay, we're well, trying to stay positive. Trying to stay positive. Oh, the music was. Um, the sound effects were fun. <laughs> sound there, effects. We'll switch it around. The sound effects were the fun. Visual, the, visual, the visual representations of their powers were, 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 were decent. I'll say that. I liked how they used um, Sue's power. I like how she used her powers. Yes, I agree. She is a lot more powerful because, you know, she's able to use her powers... Together. Together. And use and lift people. And lift people. Oh, by the way, spoilers, major spoilers from this point on. Yes, yes. We're going to talk major spoilers about this movie. Um, so that you way know, you don't have to waste your money. To go see, I mean, that way you don't have to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, in the, the prior <laughs> films with Jessica Alba, it always seemed like she was like, ah, every time she tried to do something. And I kind of like the fact that they made this Sue... Um, with only a year's training, you know, um, very powerful. She lifted everyone up. She could fly with them. That I thought was the best use of her powers. Yeah. I, I honestly believe that the best character out of all of the people that were in that movie was Sue Storm. As powers go. Uh, as talking, powers go. We're not talking any of the Well, no, the actually, because again, we have to think, remember, this is about the, the, uh, the ultimate version. And in the ultimate version, Sue was much more... Um, she was just as smart as Reed. She was much more aggressive. So I liked her representation in the movie. But everyone else? No, I don't know. It's just... When we, were, when we were talking about this movie, you know, when we were talking on the way back um, from, when, from when we went... Because uh, we, we, we met at the Metreon, right? And we spent way too much money to see this movie. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, um, I want my money back. And then, and then on the way oh, home... Oh, wait, no, wait. What? While we're talking about what we did, sure. I told him I wanted to go for one reason and one reason alone why I wanted to go early. I really wanted to see the Deadpool trailer <laughs> on the big screen. Like, that's what I really wanted. And AMC screwed me over on that. We didn't see it. No. 
No, and it was funny because I could have went to the bathroom beforehand. But and he was I, waiting. And I was waiting for it, and then it didn't show. And then, like, like halfway Half through the movie, hour. I was just like, I got to go to the bathroom. And then I left. And then Rich said the cool, one of the cool, one, one of the, the cool, coolest visuals. One of the cooler there, visuals. There's not that many in this, but one happened. of the cool visuals happened. He was peeing. When I was in the bathroom. And I was like, God damn it. So, um, so the thing that really kind of killed me about this movie is the fact that, and someone, other people have, have written about it in the reviews. You know, we know the movie's a train wreck. We know that it was, that it was, um, bad. But the thing that made it sad for me was the fact that there was germs of, 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 of good ideas. Germs? Yeah, little, little. Gems. No, they're little germs because a germ can grow into a virus. I know, no, no, this is germs, (laughs) you know. And this one I'm going to use germs because, because it, this movie was kind of like a virus. But yes, anyway. I agree. There were little tidbits in this movie that actually you thought, oh, this could be good. And I was like, this could be really interesting if they'd have ran with it. Or this could be really interesting if they'd have talked about that a little bit more. Because I was a fan of the ultimate version. I thought, okay, we're going to get the ultimate version. And if you read the ultimate version, you know that Reed becomes this mad scientist. Doom has goat legs. And I thought, okay, <laughs> we're going to have some really weird... You know, iteration of the, of the Fantastic Four that I thought was really that would fun. would have been a lot better than what was presented. But instead, we get you know a anarchist Doom who is in love with the what what they call it. They didn't call it the Negative Zone. It was no, it's Planet Zero. Planet Zero, and I was just like, ugh, oh, oh, I was just sad. You know? So we left the movie. Um, well, well, we were saying this before we went on the air right now. When we left Avengers, and even Ant-Man, we were, like, just all excited and energetic, and we were talking about how cool it was and, like, things that happened. Des and I basically came back, and we felt like we came back from a funeral on the train. We were depressed, and we were sad, and then we were angry, and we went through all the stages of grief by the time we started our podcast. We really did. I guess right now we're sort of in the bargaining stage. Or, or no, the we've acceptance. already done bargaining. Yeah, we're I, think in we're in, I think we're in the acceptance stage. I was so disappointed. I went in very open-minded. I did, believe it or not, listeners. I actually went in with an open mind because even though some... We all have different opinions. Even though someone says it's bad, you might think something's good. And like five minutes into it, I looked at Des and I'm like, oh my God. And he's like, can we leave? I'm like, no. Hoping it got better, and it didn't get better. They spent way too much time doing nothing. The setup of the movie was like the first hour. Even the fight scene was done in the dark. I am so sick of going to see superhero movies, and they're so dark. That's why I liked Avengers, because at least it happened in the daytime. Yeah. Because we know Superman Batman is going to be one dark film with no color. This movie really had very muted... Like, you were just depressed through the whole thing. There was no hope. There was no fantastic in this Fantastic Four. And it was just really, really long. Like, it just felt... I, afterwards, I'm like, Des, they could have cut, like, 20 minutes out of that. It was already 80 minutes, but still. I don't know. Yeah. What did you... What about you? Yeah, so, Rich is mic His mic is on. They're saying that they're getting a little... You're, you're sounding really kind of bad, but no, he is... <laughs> Is mic'd. Hold on. I wonder if we're gonna get one of these right. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why you sound like that. It's so weird. That's my normal speaking voice. I think it is. I do too. Um, Turn me up. I I did. You're okay. turned up all the way. I, I mean, know. no one heard that great, great 
speech I just did? No, they did. It's okay. just you, you sound like you're, you know, have a, a have a ball gag in your mouth. Hey, like. now. But yes, um, I wanted the movie to be better. I really just wanted it to be better. I don't know why it had to be like that. I don't know why it had to sound like that. I don't know why it had to look like that. Um, and I kind of know why. You know, it, they wanted to keep. They wanted to keep the rights. Okay, now you know? I have a problem with this. If you want to keep the rights, don't you want to put the your best product out there? I mean, something was telling when there's no reviewers. So you're kind of scared there. And I was saying to Des, we really should look at who did that rewrite. Like, I want to know what the difference is between the two films. Because the director has come out saying, my film's fantastic. I don't see... I saw maybe ten minutes of that whole film that might have been fantastic. So I'm really curious as to what was changed, what Fox went in and changed, and who decided to go in and change it. I don't know. You know, but remember, everyone was saying that they had, like, four, like, they had two ghost directors, and Josh Tark did all, uh, Trank. uh, Trank, whatever, you know, he, uh, uh, like, it didn't, like, he kind of just, like, gave up on the movie, you know, again, these are all first, we wanted all, to give up on the movie, we paid to see it, well, these are all different, I mean, we, we could, again, we could talk about, like, the one thing that just killed me was just, there was just no rhyme or reason to it. Mm-mm. You know, it was Nothing just was like organic. this. It was just like this kind of clusterfuck of like ideas and, and then like, Doctor or Victor, uh, Doctor Doom or whoever he was, Fox Doom was was saying, like, you know, you think you're smarter than me, and it's like, no, where did that come from? Yeah. If anything, like he was angry because he had some implied relationship. Okay, so we gotta with set it up because you just said that no one knows who will. So. In the fight between Reed and Doom, Doom comes out and says this. You always thought you were smarter. We just spent an hour of this film, and not once was that referenced at all. Things just came out of left field half the time. Yes. And, and out of all the movies, people think that Apocalypse looks bad. It looked like tin foil was on the face of Doctor Doom when he was laying on the, the bed. It looked like he had tin face on his face, or tin foil on his face. She had like a tin foil face. It did. It was horrible. Like this looked worse than the Suicide Squad costumes, and mm. I think those looked low budget myself. They were pretty low budget. This whole film was low budget. Like, how much did they make? So, the, would you say twenty six million? Uh, from what I understand, it was like I think it was between twenty twenty three and twenty six. Wow, I wonder how much it cost. Over two hundred million to make. For real, you yeah. just pulled that out of your butt. No, two hundred million. Mm-hmm. Where? Because that was not a very good Johnny Storm. That flame looked so bad. Yes, the flame looked terrible. He looked. I mean, this looked like it was made in nineteen eighty or ninety. It did not look like a film that was made now at all. Uh, yeah. It didn't. You're right. I know I am. Uh, but we took this bullet for all of you listeners. If you really want to see it, go see it. Pay, you know, yeah, to, uh, buy an Ant Man ticket and go in and just witness the train wreck yourself. Actually, I'd rather watch Train Wreck. <laughs> um, so were there any were there any positive moments in the movie? 
for you? I'll answer the question too. You know, but was there any positive moments in the movie? Yeah, it had oh. a couple. Like I said, I think that, I think at points you saw what they were going for. Um, uh, let's see, maybe. Oh, yeah. Why don't you tell me yours? Well, one of our listeners, uh, Powerhouse, says the end credits with a question mark. Yes. The uh, yes, when the movie was over. Oh, and don't stay for it. If you do go, don't stay. There's nothing. I don't think they planned. There wasn't a even a Stan Lee. There wasn't there was even no a Stan, Stan Lee. Lee. Nope. Ugh. There was nothing. Uh, um, what did I like? I liked. I liked Reed and Ben's um, relationship until the end. No resolution. There was no resolution whatsoever. at all. Characters just kind of happened, like character moments, the beats that you see in movies that, that help the movie go along really didn't happen in this. Like people would show up or people would fight for no reason or the, there was supposed to be this implied relationship between Victor and uh, Sue. And at the end it all was forgotten. I just, uh, we're trying to be positive here. What would be positive? I I liked, again, this. I liked. I kind of liked the relationship between Ben and Reed. You know, I think they really kind of like, like I didn't understand why he ran off and, and those implications. They never really was like, well, Ben's I was just, trying to help you. Well, this Ben was just like, why did you leave? You know, we're supposed to be friends, and and no Terry, there were not hand jobs for, no. for for the movie. So. Oh yeah, and the voice of the thing was just. Yes, the voice of the thing was terrible. So, no, Sue Storm was not kind of creepy. She was, she. I mean, again, Sue Storm was was, in my opinion, the best character out of all of them. In my opinion, and how she was portrayed, what she did, who she was. Um, you know what I wish they would have spent time with talking about Sue. She listens to patterns. She sees patterns. I would have liked those who incorporated that into her her invisibility power, seeing patterns or something. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Where the hell are we going? We're going over to this side. <laughs> Sorry, people. Technical difficulties. Okay, how about this? Can you hear me now? Is this better? That should be a lot better, actually. How's this? Okay, so okay. now we're back. I had to I had to reposition Rich. That sounds dirty. <laughs> It's not that bad. No. Um, but, yeah, it was... What else? What else do the people want to know about this film? Because I'm all, I'm all ready. This just... It was incredibly sad as comic book fans that Des and I have been that this is the year 2015. We've had Avengers after Avengers after a string of Marvel hits. And, you know, within their universe... I can't look at you. That's the only bad thing. I can see you. Um, and we went and saw this... And what did you say when the Marvel thing came up? It was travesty. Yeah. Like, that... Marvel's name is on this film. Yeah. And I I can't wait to go see a just, good film. Just the, 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 the dynamic between uh, Franklin Storm and Johnny Storm. Why was, why was Johnny Storm angry at his dad? Yes. Like... Why? It, and and it was literally left up to the 
to the viewer to say, why, what, why, why are, am I angry with you? You know, and it seems like, is it because he adopted Sue? Is it because Sue had more time in the lab? And it's like, I don't... It left us with more questions, I'll say. I think, I think you and I left going, how can we fill this movie in to make it better? Because there were pieces <laughs> of the film that you go from A to B and then B to C. This film did not really have any kind of... Um, Cohesion. Yeah, thank you. It really didn't. Well, I think you're right, though. We we really we really tried to make the movie better than what it is in our minds. <laughs> that was our bargaining. That was you know, bargaining. I think that was our bargaining. Was like we were like, oh my god, ah, uh, ah. Uh, uh. Okay. Uh, you know, and I'm just like, this could have been better for this, but it wasn't in the movie, so it couldn't have been better. Or this, or this part was good because it just wasn't as overly sucky. You know, it's like it's like it's like stepping in a piece of dog shit, right? But thinking, but thinking, oh my god, it could have been a bigger piece of dog shit. You know, <laughs> thank God, you know, it was only a small piece of dog shit. Just a little one. You know, um, but we should not. You and I, you and I should have come back, and we should have been raving about this movie, and we should have been like. Oh my God, the special effects were awesome. And did you see how they came together? And I think the one thing that Des and I agree on after we left is we were incredibly sad. Like this was the sadtastic four because we're such fans. And um, I don't know. I'm ready to go into comics. Do you want to keep talking about Fantastic Four? Um, only one thing that I that I yes. wanted to add as I as I really hope that Fox sees this. And they and they do they go the Sony route with it, you know. I really wish that I really hope that they will say, "Hey, you know, um, we have all these characters that you sold to us. We will lease them back to you now. That way, you can incorporate them, and we'll and we'll and we'll take a check, please." Yeah, you know, because even even Rich and I were saying, "Why does Doom have to be the villain? The villain in all these movies? It would have been so much." more refreshing if we actually see this is the thing people hate origin stories but the fantastic four never got one you know when you think about it they got this half-ass attempt to explain their powers but they don't they never fought the mole man they never had that experience to really come together well you know and i think i think if they would have if they really would have said okay we're going to do a three-picture movie with Doom being the Thanos of the Marvel Universe, of the of the Fantastic Four universe, and they worked up to Doom. They introduce him at the beginning, and then you get hints and pieces as we see Doom in every movie. Wouldn't it have been awesome in every movie if we saw bits of Doom becoming the man who he is? Right. If we got to see, like in the first Fantastic Four movie, where they fight the Mole Man. Like, did they go on their adventure and Doom's there and then Doom is like, ah, and then he, then he says, I'll, I'll, I'll destroy you, Reed Richards, and he goes back to Latveria, right? And then we get to see bits and pieces of him becoming the man who will ultimately challenge Reed Richards in the last film. Ah, uh, yes. You know, and then, and, 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 and so we build up this anticipation to see this Doom attack and, and, and take over the world. Like, like, like it just... Like, why couldn't we have that? It's and hopefully so in the simple. third film, you wouldn't be wearing tinfoil. No, no, you know, it's just... Ah. I wanted to say one more thing. And then we will definitely move on. They we... are the first family. They sure don't treat them like it. And this movie, while there was one main character trying to shoehorn in the idea of family, and 
I'm just going to go there. So a lot of people have different families. Family for everyone is a little, a little different. You know, I know a lot of gay people that have their, their, their chosen family, the people that they want to be around, not necessarily their blood relatives, if they've been shunned by their blood relatives, but they have family. You know, we all have a family. And then this movie was supposed to be about family. And I don't feel any kind of, even at the end, when they all were like, okay, everything's forgiven, it still didn't feel family-oriented. Um, now, maybe that was meant for a second film to make them really feel like it. And I'm not talking about Reed and Sue going at it, making little Franklin. I just, for all they're trying to, and they do throughout the film, you see the cycle of violence in one family, and you see the adopted family, you see the stepfather that wants nothing to do with the child. There are different families, but not once does it bring together the hope of a family. I think that's another thing that kind of got me depressed because up to the dying end of this man, he was like, oh, make sure you look after each other. And it was like, why does the audience care? We really don't care. Those two spent five minutes together on screen out of an 80-minute movie. Y'all spent, maybe you had two scenes together. Yeah, I would The brother agree. and the sister, the only reason you as a viewer knows that their brother and sister is because somewhere along the line, someone said, so you're adopted, huh? Otherwise you would have no clue to me. They acted like ex-boyfriend, ex-girlfriend. <laughs> they were really cold to each other. And it was like, it's good to see you. They were not brother and sister. They were ex jilted ex lovers. Like she walked in on him with someone else. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt the themes well... of the movie. That's funny that well. you would bring that up because I know there was that story about Grant Morrison. That there was that thing they posted on CBR that Grant Morrison wanted to have that like Johnny and Sue had had sex and like this incest stuff. I have to I have to show you that post. So we're going to Grant answer. Morrison is one crazy. Yeah, man. he is pretty crazy. So we're going to answer a little bit of what people were saying in the chat. Okay. So what, Frank says, "Yes, Frank. I can't believe any execs actually watching this and thought this is going to be great. Yeah, I, I don't agree. think they did." I think what they said is like, look, you know. We need the rights. Yeah, it's a piece of shit. Let's get it out there. Yeah. You because, know. And, you know, you really shouldn't want someone to lose their job. But I really think the people that went in after Josh Trank or whatever his name is, and they redid stuff, ultimately those people should be responsible for this film. Mm. They should be the ones taking the blame. They're nameless. No one's going to know who they are. And I'll be telling you one thing. If I was them, I wouldn't be like, "Hey, I wrote that part." Yeah, no. but and then then Frank re then Frank says, "But it's their own piece of shit." That's the thing, you know. It is their piece of shit, but there's always plausible deniability. Josh Trank did it. Or, yeah, you know, he's Throw the one you should the hate. He's a director. His name was on it first. He's the one you should hate. Um, and then uh, How says, "Why does Doom keep having to be created by the events?" Um, oh, sorry. We got people talking. Um, yeah, I love people talking. Why does Doom keep having to be created by the events that created the Fantastic Four? Well, originally they weren't. Yeah, you know they were just they were just people that uh, read bad met at school and then read 
and him had an accident and then doom was like pissed at reed and then he he went off to he went off back to latveria and did his thing and then and then reed and them went and became the fantastic four yeah and, and so they just happened to fight each other later so no i mean i just think they just wanted to have the least passive the, the least um path of resistance by just saying hey they all did it together you know and they made him so the powers made zero sense i mean he was one of those villains that could do everything and how come not once did he use his little explodey power on them? Okay, if you're the ultimate villain and you really want your world to end, he easily could have taken out the Fantastic Four with his mind-splodey powers. And I swear to God, the, the scene where he says, I'm going home, and he's like, and he's walking out, and people are like blowing up, that shit was like straight out of Akira. Like, Totally straight out of Akira. It was like they watched Akira and said, "We want to do some Akira. We got to do that. We got to bring that in." That'd you know, cool. there was that one. And it, I was like, "Oh, oh my X3, god!" Three. They referenced. What did you say on the train? No, no. And then, and then it was like, and then, but it was the same thing that Jean Grey did in in X Men Three oh, when she was leaving, when she movie. was blowing the doors off. And I'm thinking, "Oh my god!" This shitty movie referenced another shitty movie, and I'm like, <laughs> "Wow." Yeah. Hello, uh, Patrick. Hi, Patrick. I didn't know that was you. Nice to see you, Patrick. <laughs> you can see him? Well, no, he's on... You can see his name. I, no, he just said it's Patrick. Oh. He's Mr. House. He's Mr. House. I don't know why he's under house. i never seen him as house, but whatever. Garage. So, we have been talking yeah. about this for 30 minutes, and now we are done. <laughs> yeah, I would just I'm like sorry. to say one last thing. Um, don't see it. <laughs> Go see Ant-Man or Mad Max. I saw Mad Max this past weekend, and that movie is amazing. I don't know why I waited so long. If you want to see a beautifully shot cinematic movie, just go see Mad Max. That shit was awesome. I'm thinking about actually taking Rich to see it, because I think you would really like it. I need a palate cleanser after this movie. I mean, it was... I guess that is your initials, PWR. I didn't think about that. The house is the thing that threw me off. I'm talking to Patrick on the chat. But la okay, so what are we going to talk about now, Rich? Let's talk about some funny books we love. Yay, funny books. You start. I want you to start. What do you I'm want to talk about? start with DC. Because as much as shit as I give DC Comics, they do produce some good books, people. You just got to know which ones to read. So we have Midnighter, number three from DC Comics. It's a $2.99 book. It was written by Steve Orlando. Uh, hold on, because I lost the page. <laughs> Aiko, A-C-O. I have no clue how to say his name. Do you have any idea? Aiko? Aiko Let's sounds go with fine. Aiko. We ruin everyone's names. Uh, was the penciler. And then Aiko with Hugh Petrus was inks. And Romulo... Bajudo Jr. was the colors, and Jared K. Fletcher did the letters. And uh, I just want to do a side note. There's a thing going around on Facebook, which I have to find to post, because after the little kerfuffle a couple weeks ago with the pencilers not getting um, recognition over writers, now it's about the colorists, because a lot goes into this, and a colorist can make or break a penciler's inks. I just wanted to say that. Because colors are just as important, except if you're reading black and white. So, Midnight. Yeah, there, there are people that do grayscale stuff, so that counts. Um, I like this book. It isn't like all the other stuff that's on, coming out of DC. I thought this book is amazing, actually, to tell you the truth. I really enjoyed it. 
it, the tone of the book, it's a darker tone. It is about him. He is gay. They do not hide it. He not at people. all. They don't shy away from the violence, and they don't shy away from the sexual situations. Um, I'm just so sad about his his relationship with Apollo. But oh. they reference it, and that's... We're three issues in, and I'm so glad they referenced it because so many people were upset that they're not together. Well, here they actually talk about it. And like, he, and like the, the the scene where Apollo is leaving, and he and and Midnighter says like, "I always like I I always fight a battle and I win. I don't know how to lose." And he's just like, "Well, you just lost this one." Yeah. And I was just like, "Oh, I mean, I it's just this is like really good." It's not soap opery. No. You know, it's just it's just an intelligently written story about these guys, you know, about him trying to get this stuff back and having just a life. I, trying I to have a life. A normal life that superheroes don't normally get. But that's the thing that's so interesting about this is because he goes off and he tells – like he tells – everyone seems to know what he does mm-hmm. and who he is. You know, he's – like he is like out in, in – in every, in every, you know? and that's a lot of things. Some, a lot of people can't do. Um, I have to say, the cover does not. And this is no slight on the cover artist, but I would have preferred if the the cover was from the actual artist on the inside because Aiko is slaying it in this book. The the way they set the the panels up to show you little things that are happening on the bigger page is very smart. And I don't know if uh, the writer is telling the artist to do that in the page layouts or if the penciler comes up with that on his own. But the layout, the page layouts in this really bring some of the fights together. Um, yes, it is a beautiful layout. Um, and the fact, how he is with that little girl, the the issue is about one well, part of the issue there's so much going on in this book he goes to help find a little girl who the police don't give a damn about so he's like i'm gonna go in oakland I love in it. oakland um and the reason that he's even involved in all this is because one of the things that was stolen that he has to get back they're using people to fuel and he shows up right at the nick of time uh, and then says, you know, um, if you want to come in, my mom's cooking. And he says, no, thank you. Hopefully you'll never see me again. Do you think we'll see her again? Hmm. See, I don't know. Because they did the same thing in the last issue. Because, like, the whole thing seems to be setting up. Like, the first issue, there was the place where he was created was, the I believe. Yeah, but I believe it was an ode to... Um, the place that Grant Morrison created in his in his X Men, where Phantom X and all of them came from, where was that place? The the Garden. Yeah. Yeah. They're calling it the God Garden, and I think that that is just an ode to uh, Grant Morrison because it's where all this like hyper science, hyper technology came it, from. Came exactly came from, and so and so there was a, a theft in there, and so now all of that technology is being sold to the black market and people are using it for nefarious things. And so he is trying to stop them and bring and bring all that stuff back. But he's doing it in a way that is not so much as a vigilante, but like the, the, the second issue where the, where, the, where the woman wanted revenge against the people that killed her husband. Mm-hmm. And yet he said, this is the wrong way you're doing it. But he went and got her vengeance regardless. Mm-hmm. It was like, look, 
you know, you went about the right, wrong way, you're going to pay for it, but then I'll be back, you know, and I was just like, I don't know, there's just, there's something about his, that line of, 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 the line of thought with his dispensing that kind of justice, which just makes sense. Like his, 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 his character, how he's being portrayed in this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, which is funny because he's not hyper violent in his normal life. He just, that's just what he was trained to do. And he makes no bones about that. It's like, this is just who I am. So it's just kind of this, and that's what this funny, this parallels that are happening between like being gay, being a superhero, trying to manage your life. And it's like, He's trying to do all that. So there's a, there's a lot of underlining just, like, life he's trying to, to live. Just to live. Just to live, you know? And it's just like, it's you you don't see a lot of these, you know, you don't see a lot of these... Um, superheroes. Yeah, superheroes dealing with this type, this level of, of interconnectivity around, around their, like, thoughts and who they want to be and shit like that. Usually it's a lot more... Um, uh, Lower level stuff like I'm going to go fight this or revenge and blah 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 this and that. Lots of guns, pounding, and superpowers. Yeah, and this book is not any of those. Well, well it, it is. is pounding, but no, it's... no, no, no. It it is. That's the thing. It is, but it takes it a step further than that. Yeah. I really at first I thought, oh crap, this is going to be another like Rifter esque book about a badass, you know, who happens to be that gay. Rifter was bad, you know. But this one is like, it's like the the gayness is not like. Hello. Overtly, hello, I'm gay. It's just like, this is just no, who I am. Yeah, because at first he's a killer, but he knows, what was the... But he doesn't lie to anyone. That's what's so crazy yeah. about it. You know, it's just like, this is just what I do. Like, this is my job. He treats it no differently if you, like, flip well, burgers says, or went to a banker. He you know, says a banker. in it, he does his job, but instead of, he punches brains instead of punching cards. Exactly, and I'm like, he's just so matter-of-fact about it. It's very, refre- his, his character is just very refreshing. And then the best thing, as I got my wish... What'd you get your wish about? At the last page, Grayson is in it. Yeah. I love... You want them to go at it, don't you? No, no, no just as, because Grayson no, was... No, fight. The, yeah, yeah, Grayson was the only one that... Well, they could have get sex, too, but... Oh, okay. But, but I'm saying, he was the only one that actually fought him to a standstill, and I thought, awesome. I mean, granted, it was the spiral tech that helped out, but I just loved their iterations, you know? And I would just love for them to be this kind of, like weird sexual tension between the two of them because I think Midnighter, given how he was written in Grayson, really um really uh was taken back because he was beaten by Grayson. So it's just like, huh, you know? So I wasn't sure if it was if if he admires him for beating him or if he's just like, mm, you know. I don't know. Just something about those issues were just really, really good. Okay, so, so on a tangent real quick, people have talked about Grayson. Now you know, is Grayson a book people should be picking up? Yes. 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 Why? Why should I read it? You should read Grayson. Say it again. Uh, why it was awesome. I, why should you read Grayson? <laughs> why should you read Grayson? You should read Grayson because it is a a new imagining of of an it is a an evolution. I would say a positive evolution for Dick Grayson. You know, and I like the spy and the intrigue of it all. I really like, I really like, um, Helena's, um, I like her character in it. I like the scenarios that they get involved in. I, I, I'm a sucker for, for, um, secret agents. So that's one of the reasons why I really like it. And I just like the writing. I think, I think it's just, I think it's just an intel, it's just an intelligent, intelligently written, uh, series. Okay. And I like it when, I like it when, um, 
when they we cross over. I, I mean, I think I just think DC has has some bright spots in its overall uh, line, and Grayson Edmund Nider are are two of them. And you know, I posted. You, know, you can go to the Geek Chat for my review. I really am liking this new Omega Men as well, and I think it's funny. We just talked. There's three books we're talking about that are outside of the big seven, and they're all written differently and really well. But they're taking existing characters, the pre-52, and putting a good spin on them. They just can't get their main ones right. Yeah, I would agree with you. Thank you. What was your favorite book this week? Uh, my favorite book this week was... Um... What's well, so, <laughs> so funny? My favorite book was actually a manga book, <laughs> My Hero Academia. I know uh, we don't talk a lot about manga in this in this uh, in this um, podcast, but I really liked uh, this manga book. It came out from Shonen Jump. Then um, it is a manga telling of the superhero's journey. You know, it's it's a uh, it's about a a kid. So, okay, in this world, for whatever reason, everyone is, 80% of the population is born with superpowers, and they call their superpowers quirks because they don't know what it is. They're quirky. Like, some, a lot of superpowers aren't really all that special. Like, um, some of them, like, like the, the kid's mom can make her fingers grow. You know? And so, not not all the powers are... I'm not going to say right. anything dirty. Yes, that. please do not. <laughs> but all of the, but all of the weird... Like, only a couple of the powers are actually can be used offensively or defensively. And, um, and so because people have, have powers, some people become, you know, act like they're crime. You know, they, they go to crime, you know. And so that's where superheroes need to, to, to come involved. And so superheroes were sanctioned by the government to, to police these people who had superpowers who refused to abide by the law. That's pretty much the simple of the world. And then there's this kid who was born without quirks and he but he really 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 wants to be a superhero really 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 wants to be a superhero and so there's this one superhero because you you, you think about it like this this is a japanese manga interpretation of of western american comics and it it, and it's self-referential because the main character is this guy called all might and he is drawn in a western style well everyone else is is manga a manga style, typical manga style. He is drawn in a in, in a Western style, and it's just hilarious. And so, like, he's the most powerful, and everyone loves him, and this and that. But and I'm gonna spoil it because it's it's funny. What if I wanted to read it? Okay, then I won't spoil it then. Sorry. Oh, just spoil it. No, don't spoil it. Okay, I won't spoil it. Okay, thank you. Um, but there, there's a twist to his power. You know, there's a twist to his power because because he is the strongest. Of all the pow- of all the superheroes, you know, but you find out what's really going on with him. Now, is this going to continue, or is it a one done? Oh no, no, it's continuing. Like this, this will probably have like thirty volumes. Oh my god! <laughs> because it's a shonen jump, and most mangas go for about 30, 40 issues, if not longer. That's just how it is. But the cool thing about it is, it's ten dollars, and you get like like two hundred and plus pages. So you get a lot of book for what you're getting. Um, you have to read it backwards, and yes, it is not in color, it's black you and white. You have to read it backwards? Yeah, because it's traditional, you know, um... Traditional manga. Yeah, traditional manga style. And actually, it was funny, the, the reason why they started doing that was, was because, um, uh, original manga used to cost an arm and a leg, because they, what they would do is they would take the manga and they would redistribute all of the panels, 
American way. So, so it was, you read it from left to right. You know, other way is right to left. So what they would do is they would literally take the panels and recreate them so that it read the Western style. And so it would make the production that much more. So in order to cut costs, Manga was like, well, screw it. We'll just say it's authentic <laughs> to read there it this way. Go. So literally, like, I remember buying manga that used to be like twenty four ninety nine for the same thing that you're getting $10 now. Because I've been reading manga for so long. So it's pretty funny when you think about it, what you're getting. So the kid, so, so the kid wants to become a manga, um, a superhero. And he gets his chance when he meets All Might. It's the guy. That's the guy's name. All Might is the is the Western superhero that goes to Japan to help teach at this school. And the kid is given the opportunity to have a quirk by All Might. And so he because he has he has the heart of a hero. And so he goes in order to become a superhero to train. Mm. So it's just it's just a really good it's just a really good fun and. Uh, <laughs> Eastern interpretation of superhero <laughs> comic books. It's very, it, it's just hilarious. Um, there's a lot of crying in it, though. Oh, well, it's just, just because it's like typical manga trope when the, when when the guy has to show like a great sense of emotions, he starts to cry. So the, the kid cries a lot. So you find it's funny. In retrospect, why he cries this is very funny. But it's a really good story. If you want to read, you know, you know, a different story, it's, it's called uh, My Hero Academia. You can get it at whatever. It's only it's only 10 bucks. It's, it's a really good story. I really enjoy it. It's a quick read, so. Shall we review some secret? Well, Gene says that oh, the Minion Gene. books, Gene is on them. Gene uh, says Gene. the Minion books have been a lot of fun, and they're all ages, so we will definitely have to check that out. Um, I guess Frank is back. He was having some problems. Uh, we, we left, but it's probably his fault. Damn it, Frank. Damn it, Frank. <laughs> so what else would you want to talk about? Let's talk about a book that some people have told me I should read. And what book is that? Infinity Gauntlet. You finally read it? Ah, uh, I finally read it. So what was it like reading the first issue again? I didn't read the first issue. That was so freaking painful. No, no, no. But, you, but they referenced the first issue in this because yeah, it's I, a time travel story, which I thought was rather clever, you know, honestly. Let's get the, the who's and what's it's out of the way first. Then we can talk about it. Oh, I, hold on. Oh, when you do that, I need to go and get the book. So I got to read you who the uh, who the author is for the uh, okay. for the My Hero Academy. So I'll be right back. All right. So we're going to do the Infinity Gauntlet. It's a Secret Wars title. Number three. Written by uh, the story is Dustin Weaver and Jerry Duggan. The artist is Dustin Weaver, and the script was Jerry Duggan. The color artist is Rain Barrido, and the letterer is Comic Crafts Albert Deshenshin. We'll go with that. Um, so I was told I didn't read number one. I started reading the number one of this, and oh my god, it was long and drawn out and boring, and nothing happened, and I didn't care. <laughs> So the number two came, and everyone's like, oh, did you read it? I'm like, no, the number one was horrible. And then I had some customers, Frank, who told me I should read it. So number three came out last week, and I read the number three, and I was like, oh, my God, this was actually freaking good. Shocking. Um, after such a boring number one. I really liked this. The The use of time travel was, was interesting, the way that um, Thanos is tricking these stupid humans into doing his bidding. I love Drax's costume. He's not half naked with tattoos, but it's this this old school kind of Drax who's ready to be Drax will be your destroyer and the yeah, family and the dog and but oh, we never 
We never talked about the bugs. One of the biggest problems about Fantastic Four going into the negative zone that wasn't called the negative zone, Des and I at the same time looked and were like, where are the bugs? Why are there no bugs? And those that are uh, not familiar, the negative zone is where Annihilus came from, and Annihilus has his own annihilation wave, which is full of bugs, which are seen in Infinity Gauntlet, this comic yes. book we're doing. Okay, so real quick, go ahead. Tell them about your my. my oh, uh, okay. The, uh, the, the, the creator of My Hero Academia is uh, Kohei Hirokoshi, sorry. And he is the writer and artist. Wow. Um, back to Infinity Gauntlet. They have some stones. That's funny that they're not. But they're called, they're stones in this. We're, we're, we're no more gems, is that right? Correct. In the Marvel Universe now, it's all stones. They're stones. In the movie, it's stones. Correct. They're uh, no longer gems. So, the head... Stones are much more masculine. Yes, they are. You've got some stones, man. you got some stones. Uh, interesting, the Mama Nova. Mama Nova uses the gauntlet to find other gauntlet, or in, uh, other stones. And we meet yet another... Groot is showing up everywhere. I'm telling you, Groot's showing up everywhere. He's, he's made of money. Um, he's made of money. Mm-hmm. He is. Uh, I really liked it. I thought it was a, a good little book. The team dynamic. Wait, 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 You liked it? I did. I really liked it. I'm glad y'all made me read it because I still didn't read the number one and I'm not going to. But this number three was really good. I mean, this just shows you can pick up a comic and, and know what's going on. I, I really liked me, it. Rich. I loved it. Gamora's in it. The art. Dustin Weaver does a really good job with the art. And I really like that Thanos, I love the inner monologue of how he hates these people and he can't wait to grind them into dust. And he's like, I'll protect you while thinking, I want you dead. I love it. Love it, love it, love it. Can't wait to see who comes next. Uh, I like that they trade, what is it, Nova? For money, they trade Nova stars. I think those were actually the Novas that, that turned them into Novas. So at some point, I think that Quill and Gamora will have uh, will be augmented by by Nova stars, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I liked it. I uh, it. I, I really liked uh, Drax's uh, costume. I thought it was a really nice um, superhero re- reimagining yeah. of, of his of his original costume. I thought it was really good. Um, I've I'm glad that Rich started reading it because I really enjoyed it. Yes. Yeah, so. You need to read Civil War. I do. The Civil War was I, I very do. good this yeah. year. Yeah, and you told me I need to read Age of Ultron as well. Uh, sorry, Age of Apocalypse as well. That was also good. I will read them. Okay. Well, one book I will not read, and I know that I had said this before, okay. was I had to make a stand, and I will not read Green Lantern. Oh. Sorry. I, I, I looked at it at the store, and I flipped through it, and it's just, it's like this 90s looking hell, and, and I know I defended that book before. Last week. Yeah, and it's just like... There are just so many better Green Lantern books out there that that need supporting more than just um, the main title. It just it's just not hitting it for me right now, and I really and I really had to just be like, you know, what am I? I wasn't really enjoying it in I, the direction that they were going, and it just was like, you know what? I just can't get behind it anymore. So I was trying to explain to a customer about this. They were asking about Green Lantern, and I showed them. It's really hard to explain to someone why these people look the way they do and stay positive because you always want to stay positive. And so he's got this, he stole this experimental power gauntlet and he still makes 
he still makes the green constructs. Yeah, he, makes, he still makes the constructs. He's like a walking uh, Green Lantern battery now. Yeah. And because he, How is that exciting? Well, he's just like this renegade, you know? He's he's like this renegade character now, and like he just found out that Oa is gone, and so he's like, you know, what am I going to do? And so it's just like... Or Mogo, sorry. Mogo's gone. Because like, the Green Lantern area is gone, and now he has to find it, and they brought in Relic, and I was just yeah, like... Yeah, the Relic is what killed me. Yeah. They're really trying to make Fetch popular. Relic <laughs> is not going to be popular. <laughs> Relic is not going to be popular. No, so... Um, another, another book that I really, another book that I that I really. Enjoyed. Oh, we gotta talk about. We gotta talk about Siege. Okay, before, that's fine. before we go. Oh, when Frank said because of Frank, yeah, we Frank have was, to give Frank credit. Frank was right that he that that the wall is actually. Been yes, driven. we mentioned it. Wow, more than I think it was last season, was it? Yeah, no, last season was only a couple months, but um, that counts. They are they're really so for Secret Wars. They're really giving us little ideas. Johnny Storm is the, the sun. sun and. Now Ben is the wall that surrounds everything. And in this week's uh, giant size, little Marvel, A versus X, you know, this book was just fun. It's just you read it, really doesn't have anything to do with anything. It's just, it's Scotty Young drawing little baby marbles, and it's a fun book. But in this, we learn there is no real sky. The, the kids try to fly up, and they hit a wall. So... It's interesting that in A-Force, uh, Miss America shot the shark over the wall, and in Old Man Logan, he climbs over the walls, but yet you can't fly up and out, which adds more to the mystery of... Well, no, you, yeah, you can fly over the walls, because, because but, when... Um, because when um, no, that's what I'm saying. In Sinister, in Sin- in Squads and Sinister, they flew to yes, other places all the time. But they you just can't, can't fly, fly straight, up. Yeah, you can't fly straight up out of, from away from... Yeah. Away from this flat planet that they're all living <laughs> on. Flat planet. You know, they, 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 can't, they can't fly over it. Right, and where the stars... So, I like this little mystery Marvel's been giving us, and... Secret Wars number five comes in stores this Wednesday. I can't wait to read it tomorrow. So that's so weird though, because that's always the weirdest thing. It's like they're they're peppering little little bits of little bits of additional information about the world in these other books that people do not read. Yeah. It's really like They're smart. It's so like Okay, but for years you and I bitch that they don't that you read the main book and the little ancillary titles don't mean anything. And this time Marvel's like, we'll give you a little nidbits in all the other books. Nidbits. Nibbles. Nid- tidbits. Well, well, Frank, Frank, oh, says, Frank. Frank says something contrary to what you said. He what? said... He is contrary. But there must be a way to get uh, off-world because Guardians are visiting Earth and no- uh, and nowhere. So, meh. No, they're just different. Because the Guardians show up in AVX, too. Hot. So, it's different, Frank. You they're all there. different versions. Yeah. So, so maybe... No, no. He, he's saying they're going off-world to get to nowhere. The nowhere place. Yeah, that confuses me, too. Where... I don't think that's actually in space, then. I think it's actually just another... Area. Area. Of... Of, of Doom. Maybe Earth. it's the underside of Doom's... Of, of, of the flat planet. Doom. You are just on this Bottom flat world. planet, aren't you? <laughs> yes, Frank. It's a secret tunnel. The secret tunnel. That is just... Bizarre. That would be a book they might put out. If the secret tunnel. The secret tunnel. This is like a Disney, a triple X Disney film. Hey, we watched The Descendants. If the anyone secret. watched that the, on Disney, The Secret. It was. Has the real quick? Just, what? Yeah, go read Siege. Go read the legs. Read, go read I all say, of them. No, I gotta say though, the art in Siege. That's just. I swear it gets uglier and uglier. I'm glad there's a new artist on it next. For show. what? Siege. 
I don't think it was that bad. I really like the battle. I really like the battle sequences because they're all done by different artists. And I really like. You just said why? Because they're done by different artists. No, no, no. Just, just the, just the double spread battle scenes are done by are done by one artist. All the, all the interiors where they're actually talking, those that's done by one person. I actually like the rotating battle scene artist. What happened to Beast? I was so sad how he became that giant monster thing. Ugh, so grotesque. You know, it's funny that things are happening to these poor X Men over in uh, Inferno. Nightcrawler becomes this giant teleporting demon dragon thing. That, yeah, they're really going for it. They are. They're like, oh, X-Men, screw them. So, quick question. Yes. I got uh, Uncanny answer. X-Men 600. When is that coming out? October. October. Yes. Yay. Oh, and then and then uh, Frank says that... Yes, Frank. Frank says... That that tr- that little area to get from like Battle World to nowhere is a uh, drug Mexican drug runners. That's what it is. Thanks, Donald they Trump. They got some good yes. <laughs> Thanks, Donald Trump. Damn, <laughs> um, hey, you know what? If you're listening to this and you're streaming it, or you're listening to it on iTunes or on Stitcher, and you're like, oh, they're talking to their listeners. Yes, we do. You can join us every Monday, six to seven. Sign into MixLR, and you could join the conversation too. It's a lot of fun. It really is because these are the people in the chat room are very opinionated, very opinionated, very, and, uh, very opinionated. Is Terry on? Uh, Terry is on. Oh, she was on. hi, Terry. Oh, okay. She might not be because they're saying there's two. Some two, two, yeah, they're saying two. There's two people somewhere else. So okay. So um, I know she probably tunes in and bounces out, but she usually downloads stuff later. So I'm just thankful that all you listeners. Uh, downloading us and listening live it means a lot. It really does. Yeah, we had some like we're we're getting people you know from all over the world that are listening. So thank you. Like we have we have two people listening from Thailand. So, thank you. So thank you very much. We have people from Dublin. We had some people from Chile. So uh, all around the world, rock and roll is here all to stay. All around the world. Um, I know, Gene. Woohoo! Another book that you should be reading um, is. Uh, that I really enjoyed was Jupiter Circle. What is Jupiter Circle? So Jupiter Circle, real quick, is by Mark Millar and David Ganfelis. Uh, Gan, Gan, Ganfelis. <laughs> Gan we apologize for butchering all names we, on the Geek Chat. We do. Um, and it's it is basically a prequel to Jupiter's Legacy. What was uh, that? Jupiter's Legacy was basically about superheroes and their children, and this is their snotty children. And this is about their snotty, snooty parents. So, <laughs> so yeah, it's got fake gay sex in it. Well, this, here's the thing: only the first two issues had that. This is. It seems like every two issues is a is a self-contained story. Uh, uh, two two issues are self-contained story about one of the members of uh of the superhero group back in the '60s and in the '50s. And um, it is basically just, it's like, I'm going to say it's sort of like Mad Men uh, for superheroes um, with no... Um, John Hamm? With no John Hamm. Although some of these guys do look like John Hamm. So, and they're running around naked. Sometimes like they do. Too. So, uh, Jupiter's Legacy, the first trade is on, or no, Jupiter's Legacy, yes. The first trade is on sale right now. And I believe, I hope it's only $9.99. But you should pick that up because it's really good. And the idea is, in Jupiter's Legacy, that is the second book. The sequel will be coming out in the fall, and the prequel is being told now so that they give Frank Whiteley time to draw. Correct. And on that note, what? we are reaching our hour what? limit. Oh my so, god, I love talking. So please tune in for the point five in which we will do our What You Talk About Facebook, what you talk about Facebook? and talk about some other stuff. So again, thanks for listening. thank you so much for listening. Love Have you.
Geek Shack. 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 Ge